but you didn't slaughter every one of the Starks. No, no. That was your mistake. You should have ripped them all out, root and stem. Leave one wolf alive, and the sheep are never safe. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. Tell them winter came for House Frey. Didn't have to wait too long. Didn't have to wait too long at all. Just a week. Oklahoma has its new head coach in Brent Venables. And we're together celebrating the end of a long seven days that felt like a month. Uh, Felt like every day was an extra five hours, six hours added to it. And as we're recording, Brent Venables is on a plane. He's heading to Oklahoma. The juice is coming back. Uh, The sideline antics are coming back. The yelling, the coaching, the toughness, the discipline, it's all coming back. And we got together in an emergency. It's a celebration. Like, as kind of one era, you know, you have that bad taste in your mouth and you're kind of sitting there and every year trying to figure out reasons why things aren't going well or what needs to improve and what's happening. And you got that bad taste out. Took about, I think it took about six days, Mr. Peyton Guthrie, as he joins me, to get that bad taste out of your mouth because I think a lot of people feel this way. This is a hire that represents not just the players, not just the program. I think it represents everybody that's associated with Oklahoma football. Yeah, I mean, this has so far been fantastic. I mean, th- there are two camps of this. Um, on, on a, like on Twitter right now, you're getting like, um, a lot of national guys – Kind of same, kind of what I thought. I thought I thought they would say, Brent, great hire. It's going to be good, and that's kind of it. It seems like it's kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. Let's figure out the next step. But if you look at OU fans, I mean, they're at the airport right now. There's going to be a public celebration tomorrow. Um, we, we're going to have an on on location reporter sending me photos for my Monday write <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, so I mean, the people that matter, this state, I mean, even just the little things matter. His, his introductory graphic of saying we've hired a new coach has the state of Oklahoma on it. You know, I mean, that stuff matters to Oklahomans. That stuff matters. And you can tell the, the family aspect of this, it, it finally come back around to where it was uh, early Bob Stoops years, stuff like that. So I think there's going to be two minds of this. There's going to be a lot of people nodding their heads going, yeah, that seems to make sense. Let's see if it works. And then you have people who are closer who are thinking, this is going to have to work because we all love each other. We got to figure this out. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how OU navigates all of this stuff. I mean, first time head coach, obviously Bob seems to be, he's going to be hanging around a little bit more helping out. I mean, no, it just feels cool, man. It just feels cool that when, when you, when you're on the bad side of the breakup, it feels cool to be wanted, you know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. You got, get on Tinder and you start swiping and never mind. I'm kidding around. This is, this is a little <laughs> bit different. No, yeah. Brent Venable is the next head coach. He, uh, we do have a statement that's out before I throw it to you, Matt, I'm going to read this and then uh, I'll let you react first to the uh, final bottom piece of this. 
This is an incredibly special opportunity. Julie and I and our family are extremely grateful for the belief in us and certainly in me to be the next head coach at Oklahoma, one of the winningest and most tradition-rich programs in college football history. Our memories from Norman, where all four of our children were born, have been nothing but great. We're looking forward to making another decade-plus of incredible memories as we transition to a new era of Oklahoma football, especially with the opportunity and the challenge to join the SEC, the premier, con the premier conference in all of college football. Joe Castiglione, President Harris, and the Board of Regents have given us incredible support that equals the best in our sport. There's no question, no question, that extra no questions on in this. We are equipped to compete at the high, at the very highest level and attract the best players from across the country. The OU logo has never been stronger. Matt, um, very calculated statement there, eh? Yes, and you're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I love it. Good for Brent Venables. I just put out a tweet just a second ago that – literally just some some foreshadowing i just said uh i'm ready to run for run through a brick wall uh listening to brent venables talk right now save the drafts just because i know everyone's going to tweet that out tomorrow like whenever he's yes. talking in the presser yep. he's bringing that energy like oh man everyone's going to tweet that out. i'm just i'm ready man i'm ready to get this going and like obviously we were all shocked uh ou fans hurt too when, when lincoln riley um like Riley left but I was intrigued man I was just intrigued like kind of like like we've said mm -hmm. we haven't been here like ever at least in ever. my life like at least that I could remember like never been here so it was just kind of a it's kind of intriguing I, I welcomed it if you will after I got over the anger and you know being pissed you off got through, like you got through all got through all the stages of grief within seven days it's impressive no I, I want to say <laughs> this from my perspective, I talked to you both you guys about it this week. I there's something about when someone leaves this place and basically goes, it's not good enough for me. You're not you're not affording me enough. You're not giving me enough to get what I need. And that's not what this state, that's not what these people are about. Um, it's never been that way. And like I said, you know, I the more you hear about the way things were going internally at Oklahoma. I think Bob Stoops is trying to tell the world something whenever he says, hey, maybe some new ideas in, in the building isn't a bad idea. Hey, maybe some new this and new that isn't a bad idea. And I think that when you look at Brent and of all people, people are going to be talking to his name forever because he's the first one to send a screenshot out. Brian Mead's picture he sends out and Brent, Brent's got the biggest grin on his face. Um, we knew he wanted this job. Last week, Peyton, we knew early on he he reached out. Oklahoma contacted him. Um, the marriage is now official. Uh, it's you know it's a week, but it's been a what a decade plus made um, for Brent Venables to be the next head coach at Oklahoma. Man, it's going to be fun covering it. I I can tell you that, and I know from our perspective, it's a little more on the outside, but man, there's a there's there's a lot of energy behind this, Peyton. It feels like. Maybe more than, maybe more than you had when Lincoln took over. Yeah, I mean, some of the ideas you, you talked about there. Maybe it's time for some new ideas. Maybe it's time for a new approach. Um, the thing I would mostly put together on this is maybe it's time to go back to some old approaches. Maybe it's time to go back to some old things. Uh, you can tell Brent's probably going to 
lean more into that Bob Soup style, the stuff he was there, the stuff that knows it works. I mean, the OU football program is uh, – OU uh, Bob Soup's rebuilt that 1998 all the way through. I mean, he rebuilt OU brick by brick, making sure this all stuck together. And it's lasted 21 years. Uh, there was something that I had kind of mentioned on talking to people and, you know, you, you try not to be a hater about it, but <clears throat> I, I've, I've, I've never been like a huge Bob, like, um, and, you know, burn him at the cross or anything like that. It's like, well, he, he earned his time. He lost his fastball a little bit and got it back. And then Riley took over and, and he carried stuff out. But the thing that I, I carried on a lot in my thought process and thinking uh, patterns was he's just carrying on what Bob had done. You know I mean? as he's using that same structure, a lot of that same coaching staff, all that kind of stuff have been put together kind of for him. I mean, he was given this job on a, you know, silver platter um, and it was where it needed to be. As he got further and further away from Bob Stoops and further and further away from that structure, things started breaking down the edges. And as a head coach, you have to be extremely uh, detail oriented. I mean, that's where you lose ball games is on the edges. Um, I mean, once you start playing in playoffs and start playing big time bowl games, these teams all have similar talent to a certain degree. You have to be, you have to win on the edges. You have to win by remembering every single thing, each inch you're on the field. There's a Curtis Lofton video where he calls, he said he called Brent and apologized after being in, in the league. Cause he's like, every time he screamed at me for being one inch over to, to the left or to the right, I now realize why you're doing that. So, I mean, that attention to detail matters. I mean, and Brent seems like he's going to be the guy who brings that through. And if Bob really stays around and kind of mentors his program a little bit more than maybe what, what Riley's wanting him to do, uh, I, I think we may be okay for a pretty good while. Um, what's he going to do about the 2022 recruiting class? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's got time. He's got to figure out. He's got to hire OC. He's got to potentially move some, some staff around. Uh, but I wouldn't expect a huge overhaul on, on the staff side other than the people that Lincoln uh, absconded with in the middle of the night. Uh, you know, uh, it's kind of like the uh, Oklahoma um, state capital stealing in the middle of the night from Guthrie, Oklahoma, to Oklahoma City. Uh, but <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think you're going to see a stability. And OU has been one of the more stable programs in college football history. And Bridge is going to solidify that. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I mean, hopefully he can get some of those guys back. Colby, hopefully he can get that linebacker back. Uh, it'd be interesting. He, it's just not a lot of time. He just committed to Taya. He just committed yes. to Texas tonight, by just the way, did. Kobe McKenzie. Yep. So, um, on that note, first thing off the top here, because I think the most important is kind of what it looks like heading into next season. Um, Brent Venable is about to walk into a situation, Mr. Guthrie. What? The cover's not – you can give Grinch one thing. He was here for three years. This – He's going to have some players to work with. I mean, Latrell McCutcheon, Joshua Eaton, Bryson Washington, uh, DJ Graham, Woody Washington more than likely. Maybe he gets Brian Osamoa to stick around, by the way. Mm -hmm. Think about Brian Osamoa playing under yep. Brent Venables. Um, you have Danny Stutzman. You have Shane Witter. You've got uh, David Aguebu. Um, Then you go to the defensive line. You're going to have <laughs> – Clayton Smith's going to be playing for him. Yep. Um, Jalen Redmond – depending on what he does over these final, you know, make him makes his decision. I think it'd be wise of him to come back um, and prove he can stay healthy, but he could be coming back. Isaiah Coe, Corey Roberson, Jordan Kelly, um, Marcus Stripling had some moments this year where I think if he gets a more disciplined coach in there, where it looks a little bit better. I mean, 
Brent's coming into a situation where <laughs> Gabe Dindy hasn't decommitted. Um, no. You've got a handful of guys on defense that you could really, really like. Gentry Williams, I, I think he's more than likely going to stay now. Um, you know, there's – defensively at Oklahoma, the picture is <laughs> brighter than what it was offensively. And now it's like I can see it in front of me. He's going to have to spend one year playing a dime defense, and we'll break down Brent Venable's defense this week on Through the Keyhole. Mm-hmm. That's patreon.com slash through the keyhole. He's got to spend one year playing this stupid dime defense that he's been having to play because the ACC's going air raid. Um, and then he'll get back into his – I mean, you get in the SEC, he's going to do whatever the heck he wants to do. Um, and the future and the picture of what it looks offensively, man, I – it looked good under Grinch. Derek Moore coming in, Gabe Dindy coming in. You've got all these guys coming in, but now you put those guys – now Moore's not committed, but you put those guys that are staying with Dindy and – um, you know, Kip Lewis, more than likely, I would see that the guy that probably stays. I mean, you've got – they're going to be fine defensively, and that's so weird to think about. Yeah, I mean, the, the defense side of the football, I mean, it's always had – it's had promise. I think it's always had promise. It's just never had quite, as you mentioned, the attention to detail or just potentially the, the tone of, of practices or, and, and tone of the organizational structure. Um, I, I think it is smart moving to a defensive coordinator. I wrote in a post earlier about, um, you know, the ex-girlfriend fallacy. You're kind of, you, you get it broke up. So you go immediately to the furthest one you wanted to go to. So it doesn't remind you of the past one. I don't think that's what happened. I think it was potentially more of, we need to be a little more hard nosed. We need to have someone who's a little more attention to detail that way. Um, because that stuff all flows down from the top. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't want to disparage anyone, you know, totally, but Riley never was like a really hard nosed guy. I mean, he really was more of a soft guy when it came to football. I, I don't know about him personally or anything like that, but when it came to football, it was more, we've got more chances. We've got more chances. Just get the ball in the air, keep moving. He never really was a guy that wanted to structure stuff in which way that, um, you know, the defense could beat the offense or something like that in practices. So it, it is interesting to see where it's going to come forward and just kind of play around with it. But I mean, my overall impression of this is that I'm just excited, man. I'm excited listening to old quotes about him, listening to stuff of him at Clemson, being like, you just got to get your nose bloodied up. You got to get your hand in the dirt and you just got to go play plays. And he's, you know, he's really quick to say, I'm not the one who's the reason they're succeeding. They're succeeding because they're out there on the field and they're doing the things they're supposed to do on the field. And that seems to be a little bit of a turnaround from the wounded kid boy genius. Um, who seemed like it was more of he's putting everyone in the right places like a chessboard instead of understanding and knowing you can only do so much once they step onto the field and they have to be prepared uh, at, at that point in time. So, I mean, I, I'm just excited to see that part of it come back to OU football. I know it's been a while. I mean, I was, I, I was young during the first Bob Stoops, like early era, when they were just beating people up 2003, just walking off the buses, just stomping the big 12 totally. And, and people kind of forget that, that, that early big 12 stuff. I mean, that was the sec. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, you Texas, Nebraska, you know, Kansas state was pretty good. Nebraska, uh, Missouri's good. A and was good. I mean, everyone was good. Um, so OU and Brent knows what that feels like um, to play in leagues that way. So I, I'm not overall too worried about it, but, it's it's cool to see that the stuff's there. 
and we're going to have more information. I know the press conference will be tomorrow. They're having a little public celebration tomorrow. We're going to kind of know more about his um, assistant staff resource pool, what sort of analysts they can get, what sort of recruiting or support they can get. My assumption is that uh, he got the King's ransom that Riley was going to get. Um, and honestly, it's probably more because they weren't, they're, they're more than likely not paying Brent $12 million a year. So I'm assuming there's going to be more money to spread around to the rest of that support structure, um, which honestly is probably the best way of go uh, for OU and uh, their financial stewardship moving forward. Through the Keyhole is brought to you by Uptown Anytime Fitness. That is Anytime Fitness on 23rd and Walker. The best gym in Oklahoma City, if you ask me, and I know that for a fact because I've been using it for just about two years and I couldn't love it anymore. Perfect size, perfect amount of equipment, and we're even getting $40,000 upgraded equipment over the next few months, so we're excited for that. But it's not too big, it's not too small, it's not intimidating. So for first-time gym users or you know, if you're out there getting closer and closer to the new year and you're thinking about New Year's resolutions, new fitness goals, yeah, this gym is not intimidating. There's never a, a ton of people inside at any point during the day, so you never have to wait for your equipment. It's just the best place, in my opinion, to be if you're just trying to improve yourself in one way or another. And the new owner, Garrett, is awesome, very personable, very helpful, and wants to help you guys out as much as possible. So for the month of October, they're doing a dollar membership sign-up fee. Again, it's a dollar membership sign-up fee for the month of October. Just let them know that you heard about this deal from Through the Keyhole or just from me. Maybe you'll run into me and you can make fun of me. But again, there are about a 1,000 Anytime Fitnesses across the map. So if you don't necessarily live around Uptown OKC, you can just come up here, sign up with this gym with Garrett, and then you're able to use any of Anytime Fitness's facilities. There are a ton in the metro. There's a few in Edmond. There's a few in Tulsa. I was just in Dallas a few weeks ago and used an Anytime Fitness in Seagaville, Anytime Fitness in Kaufman. So even if you travel consistently, Anytime Fitness will still be there to help you achieve your fitness goals. And hey, if you are perfectly fine with how you feel, how you look, all those things, that's fine. But just help us out here at Through the Keyhole and go ahead and like Uptown Anytime Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. Give them a follow. We will greatly appreciate that. Matt, I'm about to bring you in again because I'm going to read from Joe Castiglione. This is truly a great day for Oklahoma, for our program, our current players, former players, recruits, and fans. Coach Venables is a proven winner who over the years has helped his teams earn 13 conference championships, three national titles, and has developed one of the country's consistently best defense as a born leader. He helped build and sustain an exceptional culture during his 13 years here at Oklahoma and his 10 seasons at Clemson. He has a track record of establishing meaningful relationships with his players and preparing them for the next level. Brent embraces competition and challenges that come with it. And there is no doubt in my mind he is the right man to lead OU football into its next great era. Oh, that those last couple of lines, man. Oh, just subtweet, subtweet, they're just, subtweet. They're just taking bows. <laughs> I love it. They're just taking bows across the table, you know? They're Dude, just, I oh. love it. I love it, man. Now I can't wait. Good for good for Josie. Did we expect anything else? No, and it's it's unique seeing Joe have this kind of fire to him, and because you don't see it, I think we saw it, and he hit it as best as he could at that Monday press conference. Um, but definitely, it's been different, man. It's been a it's been different all week. I wanted to uh, kind of let's put this puzzle together, all right, before we kind of talk about what this looks like maybe from a staff perspective as well as, you know, some of the more important things here. Um, I think we got a, a big clue today, 
Payton. Uh, Dabo Sweeney admitted that he had talked to Oklahoma, but for someone else. So uh, yeah. the Dabo the Dabo stuff makes a lot of sense now. How that came up, um, I think it was. I think it's pretty clear at this point, based off what we know. Let's just say it out loud. Saturday at about what eleven, well, I got off my show um, around eleven o'clock around the Big Twelve Championship game kickoff, and I was told that a hire had been made. Um, and they were just kind of working through the final details, you know, press releases being made, you know, this and that. Uh, this is where I'm at. And I, I hope you can pick off this, Peyton, tell me what it's wrong. Tell me what you think about it. But I think it's pretty apparent that they called Brent with the first call as reassurance of that he wants the job, that, you know, he's the right guy for the job. Um, I would imagine Shane Beamer got the next call and then he turned it down pretty quickly. And then they basically said, all right, Matt, we were going to give Lincoln 10 to $12 million. We can pay you whatever you want, give you all the resources. He turned it down. And then that's when they were like, okay, we're just going to hire Brent. And they called Dabo Wednesday. And then the rest is history. I think you kind of get to this point. They did all the vetting they think they needed. Um, and like I said, we're going to get into that in just a second. But I think we can kind of put the puzzle together of the last week. Am I off anywhere there? No, man, I think you're there. I think you've got it all. I think you've got it there. Uh, obviously, they're out there reaching out to other people. I mean, they 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 probably talked to all the people that we heard about. I mean, I'm sure Rule got a phone call. Aranda probably got a phone call. You know, these people get calls and their agents get talked to. Um, you know, even though famously Matt Campbell doesn't have an agent, I'm sure he got he had someone who was in touch with him. But I think the the plan A was Brent. But you always have you always have to have contingencies. I mean, you're talking about. $80 million decisions. I mean, you have to have contingencies about who could be what, what could happen. Um, the, the only thing that I was worried about, and I kind of mentioned in messages to some of the Patreons, um, patrons, um, was just I was hoping OU fans weren't talking themselves into something that wasn't going to happen. You know, and then this, the actual outcome becoming a disappointment because of that. I mean, there's so many people who are like, oh, it's going to be Dabo, head coach and waiting for it's like that doesn't make sense man <laughs> you know like you're talking yourself up and if that doesn't happen you're gonna go oh man, we just made the good hire you know instead of being like we made the hire that broke the internet and, oh he's not oh he doesn't operate that way i mean it never has and i'm glad that the overall tenor and tone of the ou fan base has just been extremely accepting and extremely excited about this and, and just kind of realizing that maybe the other stuff is having fun i mean i know it's fun to have twitter spaces and having like five thousand people and everyone's talking about how drake's going to show up and everything not, but was that not the most that's not going to happen was that not the most insane thing it, it is it was insane but you can tell people were like you know they're like oh joe c's going to spend a million dollars to get drake to do the announcement at a concert and it's like that's just not what's going to happen they're making a head coach football hire <laughs> you know it's a football hire like that's it like there isn't this this other stuff that we're wanting to kind of cause play um, on the edges just wasn't going to work out that way. And I, I was just worried that people would would see this as more because there was so many feelings involved in it. You know, just you're hurt uh, that someone basically told the state of Oklahoma, you're not good enough for me, that you wanted to show off. Um, but th I think that would have only been bad if OU had gone that route. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with Brent, honestly. I, I mean, I'm not screaming and jumping for joy. Uh, just know that I am internally. I think this is going to be, I mean, a good football hire and getting back to playing football, maybe not so much subtweeting and like figuring stuff out and saying little corny lines, but playing good football. Um, 
it's going to be fun. I mean, I, I'm just generally just excited, man. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And you, again, you look at what's kind of ahead for them. It's going to be really interesting how they kind of put this puzzle together. Uh, Brent Venables will be landing in Norman while we're in the middle of recording this podcast, by the way. Um, so I, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, it, Chris Lowe alluded to it from ESPN, just had a report out that uh, more than likely it's going to be Jeff Lebby joining Brent Vittables and Norman. And, you know, at this point, I, you know, I put out a tweet earlier that was pretty, it got pretty polarized pretty quickly. I didn't kind of take it in that way. I was just kind of answering a question, you know, but I, uh, yeah, it came from a personal perspective. Like, and I want people to understand that. Like I have a baby niece and since she ever came into my life, like that's been changed my perspective on a lot of things. And like, there's things that we just don't have answers for from what happened and how Jeff Levy's involvement was with the, you know, the Brow situation down at Baylor, but he's one of the best offensive minds in the country. I mean, there's no, there's no denying that the, what he at UCF, with a young quarterback and Dylan Gabriel early in his first year there. And then what the job they did with Matt Corral, uh, you can't deny that. Now he's going to have to adjust the offensive line at Oklahoma is not what it was at Ole Miss, believe it or not. Um, and we'll see kind of how they put that offensive line together. Bill Beaton both days. Um, but sounds like Jeff Levy's a go. Um, I know we both probably have the same kind of opinion on this maybe, uh, but it's definitely, not ominous isn't the right word for it, but it is odd because basically what I heard all week was that they're with everything, the baggage coming with them, that there'd be no way, but he's been, a, he's got a job at UCF, uh, worked for, uh, what was it? White, Scott, Scott White, Danny, not Danny White, Danny White, maybe at, at, uh, at Florida, but anyways, a very well-respected athletic director. Uh, I won't say the same about Ole Miss's administration and the way things are run at the Grove, Peyton. Uh, but it, I, I trust Joe Castiglione that they've vetted him and done everything they need to do to where it doesn't become a problem. Um, and, you know, there's not a ton of questions asked about it. Yeah, I mean, just, just so everyone is aware about my personal stance for this, the NCAA said Jeff Levy had a, a failure to report. That means under NCAA's personal experience, organizational uh, ideas of what happened at Baylor, it's their opinion that Levy knew something and didn't say something. That's, that has to be – and like, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a reporter, so I, I'm not going to say these things or what's going to happen. But at this press conference tomorrow, and if they announce Jeff Levy or whatever, whatever announcement they make for Jeff Levy, and they better be in front of a microphone to do it. It better not just be a tweet and say, we've hired an OC, and we, that's it. That should, be, that should be question number one. How – did this hiring process go through and are you okay with everything that happened there? I mean, and if you can square that away, I can be okay with it from a, a football perspective, would I ever want to hang out with the guy and, you know, you know, do that kind of stuff. Probably not, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm just going to speak from my heart, but that has to be answer number one. I mean, Oklahomans are a proud people and he is an Oklahoman. He's, he went to OU, he's all that stuff. So there's an idea again, because we're, you know, heartbroken to a certain degree. We're bringing everyone home. <clears throat> I don't know if that completely absolves him of everything, but even Art Browse got, I mean, not Browse, uh, what's Art Browse's son's name? Kendall. 
Kendall. Kendall keeps getting jobs. It's just the stuff that you hear about. I mean, if Lebby hadn't like made the t-shirts and were selling them and stuff like that, maybe, but it seemed like he was kind of reveling in the idea that Art Browse was was innocent to a certain degree. So, I mean, hopefully he's grown from that and hopefully he's he's come to terms with, with, with what that means. Um, but I, I, I think I can be, if you just close your eyes and look at it just from an X and O standpoint, it, he can bring a pretty exciting level of football there and move forward. Now, uh, Alan Kinney on Twitter for blatant homerism, um, him and I seem to be of the exact same camp that you throw as much money at Joe Brady as you can as possible. And then you pair those two together, but Joe Brady has the exact same amount of concern, different level, just football concerns, just football sure. concerns. He's a play caller for like two years. Lebby's only been a play caller for like a year, I think. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it's, there's still a level of concern there as well for both of them. You know, uh, Joe Brady was at LSU during some potential uh, sexual allegations there as well. Again, just uh, there's a running back of that situation that was doing some stuff that followed Coach O and followed Les Miles. So um, it, it's, it's almost to the point now, now I'm getting into a much, much different conversation. It's almost getting to a point now to if you're a big-time football head coach over a bunch of these guys it's getting really hard not to have to deal with something like that. And hopefully as a society, we continue to grow and get better and we don't hear these horrible stories. Um, not like what happened at Baylor and happened at LSU and happened at some other schools. So hopefully, Oh, you can absolve themselves of that and move forward uh, and be as quote unquote clean as a program moving forward that we can be while walking into the dirtiest uh, uh, conference in uh, college football history. So I, I do want to just kind of finish it off with this. You you can look. There's a there's a lawsuit out there that was filed where Jeff Levy's name was dropped in it. Um, again, like those are just questions that are going to have to be answered. And I don't want to read the allegations here. The victim of, in this case, Dolores Lozano, has been was named. She named her. She came out and put it all out there herself. It's a you know it was a sad situation. Again, this is a this is a big day for Oklahoma. I don't want to bring the mood down at all. Um, you know, I, I, like I said earlier, like people kind of took, and I understand how you can take that of like, oh, he's out. You know, I made the comment of like, I'm out on that. Um, that was, I'm out on that idea. Like I didn't, I guess, did I, did I not make that? I should have made that more clear, I guess. Um, but you're you're the easiest one of the three to poke at. So I wouldn't read into it that much. <laughs> oh, no, no, there, no, 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 You're out there way no. more publicly oh, than no, we no. are. Oh, no, no, no. Sooner, hey, there was a thread that got the Sooner scoop that was delicious. I know. Um, they're after you, dude. They are after you. <laughs> hey, it, we're in all win mode, baby. That's all That's all Oklahoma's fan base is right now. Just win. Just win. Bring a nat- – it's been 22 years. Win at whatever level it costs, it's going to cost you to win. And – um. You know, at the end of the day, like I'm again, I if everything's vetted and fine, um, you know, I'm cool with that. He, he Jeff Levy is also married to uh, the daughter of Art Bryles, and there's like some I personal said, stuff there, yeah, yeah. And so we'll we'll kind of see. Uh, like I said, I, I let me tell you, I'll tell you this: after that tweet went out, Peyton, I had uh, multiple coaches reach out to me telling me I was in the wrong, dang, and an agent. Look at you. So we'll uh, we'll see how that we'll see how this plays out. But like I said, like I I told one of the one of the people was a former Oklahoma guy, and I told him I go we can make a compromise. 
was, he was like, okay. And I said, as long as R. Bryles doesn't step foot in the state of Oklahoma, I'm good. Which means there's his grandchildren, his daughter. I'm good with it. So um, let's move on from that. Let's talk about some positive things here. Uh, offensive line-wise, let's uh, – I, I, I haven't put this on our Patreon. I was going to kind of save it and maybe throw it into your Monday post tomorrow. Um, and people will hear this now on a public pod for this. I don't know if Bill Beanbow's a guaranteed leave. Um, I don't know if he's a guaranteed stay. I can tell you this. Word got out pretty quick. I think I may have messaged you guys about it, but Texas Tech's throwing a blank check at him. Come be the be the highest paid head oh, coach. Wow. Be the be the highest paid offensive line coach in college football. Um, he does have an offer from USC. Um, well, USC just picked up the Tulsa O line coach. Yeah, as their tight ends coach, I believe. Tight end which, coach, okay. Which again, we we can get into that here at the end, but um, yeah. Anyways, uh, I don't know if Bill Beatenbow stays, but I don't know if he goes, and I think that's a different kind of environment or different kind of gray area that Bill Beatenbow's in right now. Uh, I would, you look at Jeff Levy getting hired, Peyton. I, again, bring in as many guys as you want. But if he keeps DeMarco, Kale Gundy, Joe John, who he's coached with before multiple times, um, as well as Bill Beatenbow, all you got to do is hire one guy, and you're good, and you're, you're golden. Um, I mean, Bill Beanbow has had the worst offensive line he's had, and he was on the cusp of bringing in Devin Campbell and Cam Dewberry. Like, don't get me wrong. The guy has gone through some tough times. How We talked about this on Thursday – or on Tuesday, Peyton – you know, it, how much of that is attributed to the strength conditioning and kind of how all that plays together. And like I said, I think it, to a certain degree, I know loyalty and business, especially in college football, we're learning over the, if we haven't learned it yet, the last week has definitely brought it to us um, considering what's going down in Miami right now. Um, I think Bill Beanbow, who built it up, I think he deserves to build it back up. And that's kind of my, that's where I'm at. That's where I stand on the Beadville conversation with the offensive line. Yeah, the Bill stuff, I mean, I, I hope I'm not misrepresenting this. Red Dirt Sport was on one of the Twitter spaces talking about Bill. Bill's got family in the northeastern Oklahoma area. It seems like he wants to retire. Uh, NOU O-line co coach does not seem like he wants to leave. My my read on that from what Red Dirt said, follow him on Twitter, follow his, 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 his Patreon as well, Red Dirt Sports, um, is that if if Brent wants him or if Levy wants him, he's here. Uh, and, and that's, that's it. That's kind of exciting to have one of the better O-line coaches. there sitting there. You know, I was critical of him this year thinking, Oh man, Lincoln's play calling is just trash because the O-line is just horrible. Uh, now it turns out the play calling was trash because Lincoln Riley was contacting USC since September. So uh, <laughs> it does seem like maybe some of that play calling and stuff and some of the stuff they could have done to uh, alleviate some of those issues because in the Baylor game, they blocked okay. In an Oklahoma State game, they, they spent some time blocking okay, enough for, for Caleb to have to have chances. In the Iowa State game, Caleb was able to stand back there. So the O-line was able to perform. Texas game, they ran it down their throat. So the O-line was able to play when they're, I think, given chances to play as a full offensive unit. And I still think, obviously, now we know Riley wasn't 100% into this season, 100% into this program the way that we – we thought he was uh, at, at the beginning of it with all the national title or bus talk. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're going to be okay. I mean, it's looking like it's going to be basically everyone's the, the band's staying together to a certain degree. And I think that's probably why they went with 
uh, Brent over somebody like a Dave Aranda or something like that. You brought somebody in and say, OU's not, OU, you don't need to tear down OU. I, I've talked a lot about the composition of the football team and the roster, but the coaches have been succeeding at an extremely high level. There's no reason to fire them. There's no reason to move on from them. They're all doing great. We've been to the playoff multiple times. We had four straight Big 12 championships under Riley, six straight total until this year. Um, it wouldn't make any sense whatsoever to tell Kel Gundy, pack your bags, to tell all these people to leave. You needed someone who could step into that role, change the tone and tenor of the team, and keep the train rolling. Well, hopefully you've got some time to kind of tear through some stuff and, and do some roster change and uh, body composition change. But some of those defensive tackles and stuff, um, and some of those old linemen, they're about to be eating chicken and rice like five times a day. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're going to be, we're going to see a bigger defensive line um, than, than what Grinch had. I think we had, I think OU had like one defensive lineman over 300. I think we're going to have multiple coming up uh, by the time we get to the SEC. We're going to be playing some big boy football again. So Joe Castiglione just had an interesting tweet. He said, I met, with I too did a campus tour at Clemson in August with caught up with Brent. August? No, right? Wow. Just two pals catching up. What's what's the big deal? What's the rub? Huh? While there's an extension on the table that Lincoln Riley hasn't signed yet. This man, I'm telling you, I I I will never, I know I've jokingly made joke distinctly on comments all week, Peyton. But I like I'm not I will never cross him. Whatever it may be, like we're playing chess. All right, you got two turns. All right, we we're doing a three point contest. You get twenty shots. I get five. I mean I I'm telling. I mean, anyways, not to get too deep into conspiracies. I've had a lot of fun this week uh, with all that. But uh, so I, I think when you kind of look how you fill out the rest of the staff. I think the TJ rushing, I think that's a smart – that would be an area that was brought up with Dan Lanning. I think yeah. that's still an area that Oklahoma should totally go down, a guy that's from here that knows the state, um, recruited this region really well. There's a couple assistants with that Oklahoma fans really, really want Brent to bring. Um, if Brent brings the guy that everybody wants, right, in Bates, and I'm getting his first name right now, Todd Bates, that would mean – you probably lose Thibodeau and Kane. And long-term future, that looks good, right? But if Bates is a guy that's not around in Norman for a while, Peyton, I – this sounds – I mean, the guys that are still here, all right, Roy Manning's gone. So Brian Odom's probably the guy that's, you know, more – if you want a guy, the guy that's completely on the bottom of the list of staying, it's Brian Odom apologies you are with Brent won a national championship with Brent uh you're not probably going to be the next linebackers coach at Oklahoma um but I almost feel like they need to try to find a way to keep both Kane and Tibbs the most the best that they can and maybe the rest of the guys outside of Brian Odom um that are sticking around I mean the results on those guys are really good um Braden Willis having the, one of the best years of his career Jeremiah Hall, in terms of a pass catcher, got a lot better. Austin Sogner, whenever he got over the mental, the mental, you know, gymnastics that he needed to do, um, you know, he had he performed well. All the guys besides kind of, again, Brian Odom from last year. All the guys besides him that are still remaining with Roy Manning now off to USD or whatever he may be doing. Like I feel like they made they need to find a way to keep them the best that they can. Yeah, I think you. I think. 
just touch on the point there. I mean, I, I don't think OU made this higher thinking they're they're changing these guys out. I mean, this is he there there was a hole left a head coach and offensive coordinator, and they're gonna fill those holes and then move forward. The name I'm hearing a bunch from fans, and it would be really interesting is if OU went and got Tommy Moffitt um to kind of change what this football team looks like. Uh I mean, if you guys know Tommy Moffitt was a strength and conditioning coach at uh LSU for 21 years. Um Got those guys to three national championships. Uh, I think it would. Uh, I think they played in four total. Lost to that uh, Alabama one. It would be interesting. That's the as a meathead. That's the hire I'm looking forward to most. I mean, none of this really matters if the, the players aren't ready to play c- come the fall. Uh, SEC is going to be a different change. Like even like the soft teams in SEC, like uh, Mississippi State and stuff like that. I mean, you you would you would associate that with Lynch. Those dudes hit real hard, <laughs> you know. I mean, so it, it's going to be interesting to see um, what OU does on that aspect and how that comes across um, for the rest of the football team. And ha- there's going to be a lay down the law type of meeting, Brent. And he's a good guy. He's smiley. He's infectious. He has energy, but he can bring down the law and he's going to set it down of what he expects OU football to be in the future. Uh, and that's going to be the hire that everyone's going it, to. It's it's the hire you make fun of. It's the fans are going to say, oh, we're lifting weights. Oh, we're flipping tires. We didn't do that under Lincoln Riley. You know, I mean, I get that. It's the dumb thing. It's the dumb football thing. But to be honest with you, this, listen, this time it is real. <laughs> uh, I think it will it will be benefits uh, who Brent tries to bring in. And, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing that stuff. And Because I'm 5'10", 210, and I'm out squatting some of our linebackers uh, it's not something I was looking forward to seeing. <laughs> I was kind of upset by that. Um, you know, I'm just a 33 year old white guy uh, and obviously not fast or anything like that, but just pure lifting standpoint, it's like, man, that's kind of rough. You know, that's, you don't want to see that. And I thought maybe it would change a little bit when Jalen hurts was walking around squatting 700 pounds. So I thought maybe that would change, uh, but it seemed like only he did that. So, cause he came from a, a program that knew, what to do. <laughs> uh, so hopefully Brent coming back, having the, the early Bob soups, having the Davo stuff, they learned multiple national championship teams. He's been a part of and won. Uh, so he's going to carry that stuff through and we're going to see what happens, man. <laughs> and before I stop there, big shout out to short circuit underscore OU at Twitter. Uh, I've gotten the Jake Gyllenhaal comp a couple of times, but I appreciate the shout out on that. That was one. pretty good. That was pretty good. I'm laughing. Joe Castiglione's about to land with Brent Venables, and he uh, tagged Eddie Radosovich after he took a picture in front of a Greyhound and said, the bus is arriving. No way. That's one of the funniest things I have. Oh, my God. There he is right there. Yep. That's incredible content. What a week. Um, I want to say a special shout-out to all of the people that have listened. Engage with us. I think I could speak for both Peyton and Matt Matt, that it's been the engagement, the way you guys have enjoyed our delivery, maybe not as much our content, but in the way it's been delivered, um, it's been fantastic. It's been a crazy, crazy week. Um, We're going to record. Peyton, I talked to Matt about this before we came on. I said we're probably going to go a little bit longer and talk about, you know, go deeper in some stuff. Um, So we're going to record Tuesday, kind of let the press conference do itself do our normal schedule, get a Tuesday free pot out. Uh, but I wanted to make sure I, I, I spent, I said this on Thursday, Peyton, man, the outreach, the engagement, 
every people talk. It's been so it's a blessing. It's been so great, you know, to be able to keep doing this and you guys enjoying it. So um, I just want to get ahead there and say that before we kind of get through a couple more things and get out of here. Peyton, I want to get you, you you touched strength and conditioning, right? Which is obviously one of the more important things of this, but I think Oklahoma and you, you hear me talk about go through coaching hires all the time. All right, who did the who did the school hire? Okay, Brent Vittables. Okay, they can win with that guy. OC, Jeff Levy. Okay, they can win with that guy. Defensive coordinator, they're gonna Brent's gonna groom, you know, have a guy that he's gonna groom. Okay, that's fine. Offensive line coach, that's coming down the line. Uh, we'll kind of see how that plays out. Strength and conditioning, we'll kind of come down and see that line. But I think they've accomplished something tonight that is very, very important, Peyton. Um, I just talked about it a second ago. This fan base is – I have – 2013, I, I, I said this this week, and you brought this up. 2013, after Alabama, you have Bob Stoops retiring in terms of the fan base rallying around something. I really can say this now, seeing the pictures at the airport. I've never seen the fan base come together like this. No, I mean, this is something – I'm going to directly quote this, and we talked about it. OU has the guts to be a growth program. That's why it'll never Nebraska itself. It'll never be Texas. It'll never be in the wasteland long. OU has the guts to do it. And you Bobby Jones, um, he may not be a big fan of OU. <laughs> He's a big Texas fan, Bomani Jones. But he talks about OU just has the want to, to be great. And that's step one for programs. And you're seeing the stuff that's being out there right now. You know, Davis, who uh, runs it through the Keyhole uh, podcast, uh, uh, Twitter at, at Keyhole uh, podcast he's out there right now i told him to send us some videos and stuff but i mean it is he said there's people on the roofs there's you know they're running like 100 people deep they got the band out there uh it, it's all the way there ou is never going to be broken i mean people were over exaggerating the idea that ou was dead in the water i mean i made sure that the cop the talk about that in one of my posts uh, comparing it to the game of thrones stuff in the red wedding yeah it looks like we're dead but trust me just wait, you know, this, this is, this isn't a program that disappears. I mean, just, just regionally, you know, just all the recruiting that they have just right pretty close to them. Not in the same as like Georgia, obviously, but you're right there. I mean, I'm just sad. I couldn't be there because it seems like it's super fun right now tonight, but we're going to have a lot more in the coming days and weeks as we break this stuff down. We've got the, uh, his major introductory press conference will be tomorrow. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to write about it. I have another post coming up on Wednesday. I'm going to try to do some uh, uh, comparisons from some other coaches and kind of where I think the theme of this team to go uh, for the next few years. Um, I, I know a lot of us joined up for the hot season right now, for the silly season that is uh, coaching searching. But uh, I would hope that you uh, you guys, if the people who do join the Patreon, uh, stick and stay. And the people who keep subscribing to the podcast on the free area and Apple Podcasts, please give us reviews and everything. I mean, this stuff is just uh, fun to talk about. We want to have interaction. We want to be able to talk about things you guys want to hear about. We want to be able to uh, interact with everybody. Uh, you know, this is kind of the same spiel I do over and over again, but it's just cool to have a group of friends, just like OU football and just, uh, you know, have fun and uh, kind of talk it out. It's been fun. The comment section has been full feedback, taking jabs back and forth. Uh, shout out to Travis Cosby. I think many people saw last week that there wasn't a pick put out uh, for, from us. Hey, he was 13 points ahead. He Literally, was. it was – dude, I have followed 
betting and sports betting for a long time, probably four or five years now. I have, I don't know if I've seen a guy go on a run when everybody else is just bleeding money the entire year. Him and Bud Elliott this year, just freaking on a heater from every week to week. But, uh, no, anyways, like you said, it's been fun. Uh, that's patreon.com slash through the keyhole for people that want to join us. Um, and I, I will say this. It'll be a fun week. We've got a brand new offense to break down, a brand new defense to break down and introduce to people. I get to hype up a brand new defensive coordinator this offseason that's sure to fall flat on his face the moment I start talking next week. Um, I've got a lot going on, you know, in terms of, you know, recruiting's coming up, you know, breaking down guys that have, you know, that are coming in, breaking down guys and how they fit within the new schemes that we're going to see. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, it, like I said, uh, said a second ago, I really, really appreciate all of you. Um, I appreciate everybody that's listened. This is probably going to be one of our more listened to podcasts. And I just want to say that again. We don't get to do what we, we get to do without you guys. Um, and I hopefully you guys continue to listen. Make sure you subscribe. You guys enjoy it. Review it. Give us a five-star little review there. Um, leave a comment. That'd be great. Uh, and so, but I don't think we missed anything. I think we, uh, we hammered through everything we could with the details that we have. Ain't that right, Matt? I think that's right, man. I'm sorry. I'm just on Twitter, man. I'm excited. I'm ready for this yeah. press conference. <laughs> Brent Venable's about to land. He's, ready for uh, this press conference, man. I'm geeked up. Yeah, Brent, Brent Venables is about to land in Norman, Oklahoma, as we sign off. Let these two enjoy the rest of their night as I go and drink more Modelo and enjoy this coaching search being over. I woke up at 7.30 this morning already. I know this is, my phone was blowing up. Thanks, Chris Lowe. Uh, so for all the through the key holders out there, for Peyton Guthrie, uh, for Matt Burton, for I, thank you guys for listening. Boomer!